Welcome to Wiki Voices. We're today going to talk about Wikipedia assignments, uh, Wikipedia in the classroom, and we have a whole host of Wikipedians, uh, many of us whom have uh, done Wikipedia assignments before. So I'll just start off. I'm Sage Ross, user Rage Sauce. I'm the editor of the Wikipedia signpost. Um, and go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, hi, I'm Darova. Um, two years ago, I founded Wikiproject Classroom Coordination because it seemed as if if we could harness all of the work that was being done, or at least even 1% of the, the writing assignments that were being done uh, as exercises in classrooms and, and get some content out of that, there were incredible synergies there that are really worth exploring. Obviously, there are some hitches to be overcome, but it could be a, a very exciting path for the uh, encyclopedia's growth in the next few years. Uh, I'm uh, user A. Wadawit, and I'm a graduate student in English literature, and I've used Wikipedia for small writing assignments in the classroom, and I think we're going to talk more specifically about those later. And I've participated in several of the assignments that other um, faculty members have brought to Wikipedia, so I've also participated as a Wikipedian in those um, assignments. So I'm Bob Cummings, and I'm the author of Lazy Virtues. I've, my background is in uh, rhetoric and composition and computers and writing. Um, I currently, I see my PhD is from University of Georgia in 2006, and uh, I'm currently teaching at Columbus State University in Columbus, Georgia, and in uh, July, I'll be moving to the University of Mississippi, where I'll be the director for the Center of Writing and Rhetoric there. Um, I'm really excited to hear you guys and to talk to you because I'm very interested in hearing the audience reaction to any portion of the text. Um, and I'm very sort of hyper aware that in some senses, um, this is a different audience for me because um, I'm not really a very fetid Wikipedian. Um, even though I'm writing a book about um, having students write in Wikipedia, most of my – I was very aware that when I gave you my username, I don't have a lot of edits to my credit, which seems to be the way that many people build sort of credibility for working on the project. And a lot of that is because um, as I work with my students, I tend to let them do the editing. So I'm just excited to be here and to, to hear what folks have to say about the assignments and to find out other ways to sort of collaborate and to build this forward. I'm Ann Geller. As you can tell, I'm new to this kind of podcast conversation, <laughs> and I'm uh, new to working on Wikipedia. I'm the director of writing across the curriculum at St. John's University in New York. And um, I decided to try an assignment this semester with my senior seminar students in a course on contemporary women essayists, especially um, following user J.B. Murray's examples and uh, reading about his work and seeing what his students were able to do, writing about collections and authors and um, biography articles. So. I'm thinking about that, and I think I, I also have been thinking about these issues um, because I sit often in the midst of the, oh my gosh, the library, the books are gone, what will we do kinds of conversations in my department and across the disciplines. And so I'm interested in participating in that conversation in different ways. Well, um, 
what are books, what are online resources, what are our students creating, how can we create with them. I've also done a lot of co-authoring, and so I'm interested in this as a site of co-authoring. Um, my name is John Broughton. I'm the author of Wikipedia, The Missing Manual. Um, I've also been commissioned by the Wikimedia Foundation to write a Wikipedia educator's guide. Um, the intention is to for the foundation to be able to print this if necessary and distribute this to educators to try to encourage them to get more involved with Wikipedia, either personally or through classroom assignments. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, I wonder if we could start with Bob, if you could just tell us a little bit about your book, just in general terms. Uh, sure, yeah. So the, the basic idea is um, using writing or using Wikipedia as an audience for undergraduate writing assignments, and specifically I deal in the book with using first-year composition assignments. Um, one thing I would say at the outset, a part of the phenomenon of uh, writing a print book about an emerging electronic medium is that um, you're, you're really kind of way behind and, uh, before you even start. Um, much of what I was doing in 2005 um, was certainly by many of my peers considered cutting edge. And uh, obviously what's grown on Wikipedia, the culture that's grown up around using Wikipedia as an education tool um, has it's in many ways really exceeded the, the vision of, of my project. On the other hand, um, it's really important to remember that there are plenty of people that are teaching writing that for, for whom this is a really revolutionary idea. And so that's really my main audience um, is, is are writing teachers who, who might not otherwise envision using Wikipedia as, as a teaching tool. Um, those portions of the text that you mentioned earlier sort of said, well, you know, there is some deep theory in there or theory that seems to really sort of uh, justify itself. And I think that's probably uh, a fair enough criticism. However, I would say that uh, what I was trying to do in those sections of the text is to give an um, intellectual explanation, intellectual home to the larger concept of network writing, of which I think there's a lot more to say, and I lean pretty heavily on Yokai Benkler's work to sort of foreground what I'm talking about and try to build off of that. So it is both theory and practice about the ideas of, of bringing uh, writing assignments in Wikipedia into the composition classroom, explaining to composition teachers why this is not only a valid but a really exciting way for them to teach. Um, Yes, Andewit. Sorry, Wadawit. Uh, just to explain to our listeners who might not have an academic background, um, when we say theory, uh, what we mean is sort of um, a philosophical underpinning or justification for the sort of more practical work that we do. And there are, um, believe it or not, people who devote their entire lives to cutting, coming up with theories of composition and how to teach writing um, to people at the college level. So, for example, at my university, we have an entire department called Rhetoric and Composition um, that's dedicated to this 
endeavor and investigation. And so a large part of Robert's book is using this theory to explain, um, you know, something that we might find more accessible as Wikipedians, you know, how he used Wikipedia in the classroom. And I think one thing that it does is it justifies um, using it in the academy. Um, you know, if you can tie your project to something that um, other people do theoretically, um, you know, it gives it a place, right? You were saying that, you know, you tie this to other theories um, already, just so that people know sort of what we're talking about. Yeah, and to, to sort of follow up on that, the, the idea of using an electronic audience uh, in the classroom repositions the teacher out of the mode of delivering knowledge to the classroom and moves the teacher to being sort of an asset to student writers that are trying to make meaning for an audience. So writing's most effectively taught, it's my belief. Um, I'll use grammar as an example. If I were to, to come to a classroom and try to teach a unit on the comma, everyone would, would, it would be deadly boring after 30 seconds, if even that. And that's simply because the uh, uh, information about the comma is only useful to writers when they have, they're invested in communicating a message to an audience. And uh, this is sort of the same effect. Uh, once students figure out that there is a discourse community, as, uh, you know, in Wikipedia that is interested in the same topic that they're interested in, then they become very invested in communicating to that discourse community, and they become very interested in the rules of communication. So the basic genesis, the basic idea behind the assignment is let's familiarize themselves with this particular audience and how it works, and they can use that as a model going forward to find other electronic audiences and figure out the discourse community rules there because that's going to be a much more important skill than writing, say, typically the academic essay that doesn't really envision an audience beyond the instructor of the classroom. Yeah, I was um, sort of struck when I read the, the early sections of your book when you, you know, delve into the theory part, and I was sort of surprised that you were so defensive about invoking economic theory. And, and maybe that's sort of a difference between um, the culture of historians, where I come from, and, and uh, literature people, is that um, we sort of, I don't think, would blink twice, despite the, the politics of sort of the commodification and, and market orientation of the university as a whole that's a big political issue right now. Um, but, but, what I, but my question is um, – you, you do a very good job in the book, I think, of explaining why, um, why audience matters and why, you know, teaching like this um, brings, you know, a new dimension um, to, to what students can bring to it, that they'll be more involved. Um, but I wonder if – I was still wondering what, um, you know, the rhetoric theory aspect added to that because it seemed like you explained the point so well without that that the rhetoric theory would just – close it off to other teachers who are not um, from literature. I wonder what you think of that. Sure. Well, I, I, I wanted to sort of explore and map out a, a, an idea behind uh, network rhetoric, um, more along the lines of social epistemic rhetoric. So – uh, let me ask the a comment on that first part of what you said about the sort of resistance to economic theory that I at least perceive my audience would have. Um, 
I'm kind of more of the camp where it didn't seem that odd to me, but then I had reader response that um, was really turned off by the idea of importing economic theory. And so I did spend a good deal of time sort of justifying why I thought that would be uh, useful. And since I did rely on it so so extensively, I, f I found it to be valuable. So that's that's kind of where I came down on that as I found it to be worthwhile. I did have at least one reader report on this book that said, you know, I, I'm not going to read this because of the economic theory. Wow. So, yeah, that was that was pretty difficult. So, so I just I had to listen to that audience. You know, I I think that if I could just say that I don't know if anybody saw um, the discussion on Inside Higher Ed, but um, I'm going to push. Let me see if I can get it right here. I'm going to push a link. If you if you have a chance at some point to read the discussion that uh, on that link, it gives you I thought a pretty good idea um, of how how broad the audience is and how many people in the audience um, I think present company company most definitely excluded, but how broad an audience there is for this text and. For how many of them the idea of teaching with Wikipedia is – I mean someone commented on there, I ought to be brought up for review, as in I ought to be threatened to be fired from my job as a professor because I would have my students write in Wikipedia. Um, so that that element is out there, and in some ways um, – uh, you know, when I'm working with with you guys, when I'm talking to Wikipedians, I'm really kind of behind the curve. On the other hand, um, if I don't have that kind of theoretical grounding, then um, these points really can be kind of brushed aside. But I also think the theoretical grounding is useful for for going forward with different projects. Uh, to, to give an example of why it's it's um, so important, I think actually to to ground this in theory, um, I wanted to have more Wikipedia assignments in my writing class that I use, um, but the writing class demands that each student write 25 pages individually um, to fulfill the university's writing requirement. So I went to my department and I said, well, you know, could we find a different way to measure this so that I could have more collaborative assignments? you know, like Wikipedia is. And they said, no, absolutely not. And I said, how, okay. How would they feel about portfolio assessment? Um, well, that's individual, so that's okay. You know, it's, we'll it's, the, it's yeah. Uh, but once I, I started to, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut in, but I just wanted to suggest yeah. to you something that really, because I've, I've dealt with this very issue, but lots of folks are reluctant to use electronic writing assignments because writing can be, writing in electronic formats is so much tighter and it's just a collection of different bits. It's it's much less long form reading or long form writing. Um, but what I found with that is that if you can use portfolio assessment, it allows you to have a very disparate and heterogeneous collection of writing assignments. They can be small, large, multiple audiences, and the portfolio gives the platform for the students to try to sew together a narrative strand that makes sense of the of the body of work they've done in the class, and that opens up the door for doing very small writing assignments. Yeah, they actually encourage us to do that, but what they don't encourage us to do is have students write together, which is what I really wanted to do. So it's not, you know, the each small assignment or large assignment or whatever is not the student's own work anymore, apparently. But if I could draw in, you know, ideas from um, 
what we call retcom theory and say, no, look, you know, a lot of people have done this in the past. They've theorized about how it helps people, you know, when they enter the business world and whatever. Once I started to invoke all these authors that I read and stuff, then suddenly the idea seemed much more serious and important. And it just it didn't seem just like I, you know, was presenting some sort of gimmick for the writing class which is what sort of using Wikipedia seems like to many people that I've talked to. They're like, oh, you just want your students to like you or, or whatever it is. And you I'm know. hopeful that this text serves that role that people that are in your that spot, you know, will have a literature that, that, try to make, that tries to make that connection and that this won't have to be something that people go through over and over again. There may be plenty of people that disagree with the connections that we're making with retcomp theory to justify the use of writing in electronic environments. However, it does exist, and now this, this hopefully what this book does is start to tie those things together. Jarova, you want to jump in here? Well, yes. I mean, it's so interesting seeing what uh, John and Awanawit deal with in their professional lives among their colleagues who are uh, less digitally minded, shall we say, um, because, uh, I mean, of course, there's the very real barrier that you have to see that so many professors um, encounter Wikipedia primarily as the source of plagiarism. <laughs> And and the idea of using that, or at least of as an unreliable citation, and the idea of using that as a writing medium, um, really is in many circles revolutionary, or or at least very radical. Um, as somebody who has, um, I think in total over different Wikimedia Foundation projects, I have over fifty thousand edits. It seems to me intuitive that, um, I mean, I think everybody has gone through the moment as an undergraduate where it's a week before you, you write the paper, you've got this stack of books in front of you, you've, you've got to churn out 12 pages or whatever it is, and you are just thinking, the only person who's ever going to see this is an underpaid graduate student who's going to spend 20 minutes on it before rushing to the next paper in the stack. And how can I really put my heart into that audience? Um, whereas if this is going to go up and 10,000 people a month will read it, well, that's actually an audience that I can care about. I come to this from a very different perspective that I've been involved in Wikipedia administration. I'm a former administrator on Wikipedia, actively administering several other sister sites. And um, we, we run into more of the, the nuts and bolts problems of integrating the two, of um, you know multiple students trying to use the same account for their team when actually our policies go slightly against that or trying to write their own original thesis statement where we've got a different policy that goes against that so it there's a lot more ground to be covered here and depending on which direction you're coming at it from um, there are a whole different dialogues that that need to take place I, I want to just sort of hand this back to you Robert and see if you have a commentary on what I've said so far yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things I learned quickly was that I had to help train students to respect the rules of the discourse community. 
if they want to effectively communicate to an audience with their writing, they have to understand the values of the discourse community, what types of knowledge count, what don't count, what is, um, you know, what, what, what counts, what's polite, what's impolite, all of those different things. How to be, per, you know, how to be persuasive for a given audience is a fundamental tenet of effective composition. So, um, you know, that's why the assignment does spend a good deal of time. The, the model assignment that's in the text for the film pages spends a good deal of time um, trying to communicate that. Uh, I think there's more to go. I think that, uh, you know, when I tell other teachers that there is a Wikipedia film style guide, they're shocked. So there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to do with um, changing our profession so that we uh, are just I don't know more aware of what different opportunities are out there. On the other hand, I've also seen Wikipedia comments early on, sort of questioning the validity of asking undergraduates to write for Wikipedia. Um, the two main comments that I got early on were sort of, well, um, it's not. We don't want anyone to have their arm twisted or their arms twisted to contribute. That would be unethical. Um, and that, you know, so the implication there was as a teacher, by requiring them to write on Wikipedia, I was kind of forcing them against their will to do something they didn't want to do. So, Bob, in the book, you um, describe an assignment from 2005 where you had students edit film pages of their choosing. Um, and I wonder, have you done anything since then? Well, first describe that a little bit, and then tell us if you've done subsequent Wikipedia assignments since 2005. Sure. Um, the basic idea behind the uh, – and this is taught in first-year composition, so these are usually college freshmen. And the basic idea was is they would learn about Wikipedia's community. Um, they are – assigned several small stakes writing assignments. That means writing assignments where they're not really uh, assessed on form necessarily. They get to do several small reflective writing assignments where they they learn the rules of the community um, and they're, um, this, they get kind of debate internally about where they would like to contribute and what they'd like to contribute. And this is where that sort of concept of laziness comes in. They get to match their individual passions, which film they really want to contribute to, with what Wikipedia needs. And then after they've kind of gone through that process of learning the community, learning what the community needs, uh, inventorying themselves about what they have to share and contribute, then they design a contribution along those lines. And they can work collaboratively with other people in the classroom or they can work by themselves. And then um, they're, after they create that text they want to add to Wikipedia, they ask, uh, they, they, they post the text and then they um, are supposed to wait for uh, responses and discuss those responses with the class rather than um, trying to launch immediately into response, especially if it's a, something where their text has been taken down completely and they, they feel angry about that. So they're supposed to sort of have a vetting process before they respond. And then what they're, then they're asked to write um, a reflective essay that's a little bit longer that speaks um, about their 
about the project in terms of developing the writing skills that are described in the course outcomes. So they're asked to say that this Wikipedia project helped me uh, develop the writing skills that the class at least advertises that it does. So the second part of the question um, was like, what have I done since then, I guess, sort of. And I've tried to repeat this somewhat uh, to try to hone it and to get it better. Um, and to, to make it a smoother process. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say that I've worked on um, some other projects with uh, folks in other disciplines. I have a colleague here who's worked on a biology page, and um, I'm doing some writing across the curriculum work. So I'm asking colleagues that wanted to use writing in other courses to consider ways they could integrate Wikipedia. And I've done some other wiki assignments, but not Wikipedia assignments at upper division level. Um, there's a question here. It says, having gone through some of the graduate writing program at USC, love to get some of your students onto Wikipedia's main page. Did you know? Absolutely. There's a lot more. There, you know, Wikipedia's developed more sophisticated tools since this project was originally created um, about assessing what Wikipedia wants itself and what's been flagged. And then, of course, there's this, there's the rating system now, which didn't really exist in 2005 when I started this, or at least I wasn't aware of it. Um, and so there's a much more sophisticated. There's been some great projects that have been out there I've seen where professors have taken an entire class and said, okay, here's a topic, here's an article on Wikipedia, it's at this rank. Our goal is to bump it up and get it to a higher category of contribution on Wikipedia, which I think is a great assignment and which is something that I would like to do as well. Yeah, well, I just – I was curious because, um, I mean, Wikipedia has changed so much, expanded so much since 2005 uh, that I wonder if it is getting to the point where a big part of the challenge for setting, say, first-year composition students onto Wikipedia and telling them to – find somewhere where you can contribute, is that that might be a lot harder now than it was in 2005, that actually a big part of the challenge might be just getting them to find somewhere where they think that they have something to add. That's, that can't, that's a good question and a good comment. I, but I've always found that there are, we really haven't had that problem. Um, like, for instance, uh, you know, my students created the, or at least, I don't know, it might have been a stub, but they created the first real draft of um, the color purple, the film page, right. which was shocking to me that it didn't exist uh, in 2005. Um, then I've also had examples of where I've had international students um, know a film, like I had a student in, from a Serbian who knew, knew a film from Serbia, but it, of course it didn't have an English page at all. So same thing with a student from Colombia as well. So they were able to import things. So there's that sort of crossover um, type of projects. And then there's the sort of finer point projects. And in truth, sometimes they come in – I mean because films obviously evolving all the time. So, I mean, they come in and they'll watch sometimes, um, you know, not necessarily the most terribly sophisticated movie and – they're really excited about it. Well, that's fine. I mean, there's there's a room for that, for a page for that too. So, and the crossover from other culture into English language, there's plenty of room there. Um, I would say I've also been surprised to find some films that are relatively important that haven't been uh, built out as much as they could be. And then, there, of course, there's always just a, a constant number of new films coming in. So, I, I could see that being a problem at some point. It just hasn't been a problem yet. I think the other thing to think about is that 
um, there's not just content contribution to use when you're thinking about assignments. All of my assignments actually have very little to do with content contribution. So I've done assignments on copy editing. Um, I've done assignments where I give the class a, a selection of articles to choose from, and they're supposed to say, you know, look, I'm this average reader that you said you know, understood this article, but I didn't understand it, or I did understand only parts of it, you know, sort of doing a review of, um, you know, how well the article is accessible um, to the general public, um, and these sorts of things where, you know, they don't necessarily have to get in and create an entire article, but, you know, it's just something um, that lasts for like, you know, a week or two where they, they work on the writing elements, where they think about how well is this written, you know, and does it communicate its information effectively? Where can you find, kind of find those? Those are great ideas. Um, well, actually, one of the reasons I did them was because um, I found that in some of the projects that I contributed to as a Wikipedian, that students had a very high um, learning curve for learning the coding. Um, and so these were assignments that the students could do where they didn't have to learn the coding. So they could just send me their suggestions and I could like post them to the talk page of the article or they could just send me how they would change the copy edits. A lot of times we actually did copy editing together in the classroom. Um, and so they didn't have to learn, you know, like what brackets were or, you know, um, any of the sort of confusing um, computer coding that you can't learn in, you know, a week or so and understand how that all works, that they could still contribute without learning all of that. Because I think you actually need several months um, to get the idea of how the, all the coding works and how you interact with Wikipedians. And it's not, a, it's not a fast thing that you can learn. Yeah, these were assignments designed for people who ha don't know how to edit Wikipedia pages and they don't have to learn. I sort of dealt with that same problem when I ran my assignment in, um, I think it was 2006, um, which it ended up being the term paper for a history of science course. Um, and what I ended up doing was just having the students submit text documents to me, and then I um, coded them into, you know, put all the footnotes into uh, markup and stuff. And I don't think I would do that again because that was just way too much work, um, but that's definitely an issue. If I could step in here, I've realized over the last couple of years as we're doing this that, you know, it it does have a lot of possibilities, but it has a, a lot of hurdles to overcome also. Um, there's one thing that I've kind of moved toward, which is, if I can put this... Uh, Link in here. I've I've moved more away from the writing end to the media end, and um, I'm I'm looking to interface with um, art instructors and for people who are teaching Photoshop courses, uh, so that their students can do restorations on significant historic artwork like a Courier and Ives print and and pic uh, photographs of presidents and things like that. There's a great amount out there that has not been done yet, and it's a chance to put something um, usable into, uh, you know, a, an art student's portfolio. In some ways, there are synergies with what you've been doing, and in some ways, that goes into a very different area. What I'm hoping at this point is that some of the coding issues can be avoided because you really only edit on site once the job is done. 
I, I, I don't know how else you get around the, um, well, I mean, you, you mentioned a few ways of getting around the, the, the coding and, uh, talk page and, and so forth formats, which, which do take a little while to learn. You either, uh, you, you either take to it like a fish to water or you really have a hard time. Yeah. Um, well, Anne, uh, I understand that you're planning a Wikipedia assignment. You want to tell us about that? Well, my students are working away at it now, but, but I'm interested in that conversation about the coding. Um, I'm at an institution that's a laptop school, so all students are actually given a computer. And, and it's interesting with seniors to say, um, to see how fearful they are of that. You know, I, I would think that with all of the time we believe they spend online and having had a laptop for the four years of their college education, they would be less tentative about that. But even a student who writes for an online college magazine is a little tentative about that. So that's one of the things I'm thinking about. Um, and, and I think I really like some of what's being talked about. I mean, these are seniors. I really like the idea of them writing out in the world that way. Um, they're just starting this week to talk on the talk pages. So there'll be a little bit more of that. And um, we've been talking about a sort of hopes and fears of, um, of other Wikipedians talking with them. There. So what's the basic outline of your whole Wikipedia assignment? Um, students in my class are in a senior seminar on contemporary women essayists, and we read seven collections together. And in groups, they're working at adding to articles that, that have to do with those collections. So a number of the groups are adding to biographies, and, and we're thinking carefully about those expectations for biographies, especially of living authors. And um, some are adding to the articles about the collections. And, and I agree with that. I agree with what's being said about uh, some articles not existing for important, important subjects or topics. Uh, one of the groups from my class will be starting an article soon about Alice Walker's In Search of Our Mother's Gardens, which is one of her most important and, and often read collections. And there isn't an article for that right now. <laughs> no, no article on that at all. So, um, so, and, and they're also working on the article for Maxine Han Kingston's The Woman Warrior, which is, um, a very incomplete piece, which, which, I don't know, I mean, they're, they're making these decisions, but it's more about related issues than about the text. So, so that's one of the things we're thinking about. And I, I think, for me, the other really important thing has been to think about reliability of sources. These are, seniors and on the first day of class when I asked how many of them used Wikipedia, they of course all raised their hands. And when I asked how many of them knew anything about Wikipedia or about the article ratings or about the talk pages, none of them raised their hands. So for me, that's a really interesting space to work in too. Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. Um, I often do a day in my class where I talk about um, how to evaluate online sources you know, and we just, we type in like Chekhov 
and then we see what comes up on Google, and then we go through each link, and we say, well, why would we trust information from this, or why would we not trust information from that? And, of course, Wikipedia always comes up um, on those uh, sort of Google searches, and the students have very rarely have a good idea of how Wikipedia works, or even that when it says Wikipedia, the encyclopedia, anyone can edit, that that really means anyone can edit it. Um, and that you have to be very careful about the information that you take off the site. And so, you know, I use that as a way to say, um, like, look, here is an example, you know, of an article that uses a fiction book um, to source a biography. Now, now we know that the information in that biography is not reliable because, you know, this is a novel, and a novel is not a reliable source, you know. And they're often shocked when we go through some of these examples about what's what's in Wikipedia. So it's I found that a good um tool as well. I, I also think what's really interesting with these seniors is it's asking them to utilize the library databases in a very different way than they've been doing, which is shocking to me as senior English majors that, that they haven't um, really trolled through the databases available to them. And, and they're sort of shocked by that. Um, today's group came in and um, in class, the groups offer biographical information, some overview of the research they've done as we start the essayist. And, and today's group offering about Arunda Hadi Roy is, was the best all semester, and they could really cite their sources in class, and the sources are getting more reliable and reputable. And, and I think the whole class heard that, whereas the first group of the semester actually came in and cited Wikipedia as their source. Yeah. Um that's sort of an encouraging thing, you know, when you get the students to become excited about the assignment that you've put for them. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe that is one of the big strengths of having them write for a real audience. Uh, this is what you argue, Bob. Um, so I wonder if we might talk a little bit about just the general issue of student buy-in. I mean, you, you write in your book um, about how, you know, there's a certain variability, how um, some students are just really not going to buy in. Um, and and you sort of come to this from, I think, a different perspective from a couple of us, which is that we sort of were Wikipedians first who just thought naturally, well, we want to bring this into the other portions of our, you know, we want to bring this into our professional lives um, as opposed to themes you thought, you know, I'm a professional educator and this is an opportunity for me to improve my teaching. That's maybe oversimplifying a bit, um, but but one thing that I I wonder about is um, sort of how much you should be sort of a, a cheerleader for the to get your students to buy in. I mean, how much of my enthusiasm for Wikipedia should I bring out to the students to try to sort of convert them versus your approach, Bob, of you know leaving the issue of the value of Wikipedia as an open question, as sort of something for the students to figure out for themselves in the course of this. Um, and I think that, you know, if we look at J.B. Murray's example, um, he led a fantastically successful assignment where I think it was sort of maybe more on the his own enthusiasm spilling out to his students. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I think it touches on a whole bunch of different strands. I mean, even if it weren't Wikipedia, if as an instructor, if it's something that you find legitimate and it's something that you're excited about, then that's a lot of authority in the classroom to begin with. 
Um, I tried to come at it from a pretty neutral position. I, I think the one thing points I tried to make in the book was, and one thing that I've kind of learned on an anecdotal basis is that the student is the the gamut of student opinions about Wikipedia are pretty much the same as what I age doesn't seem to be a determining factor. That is. Because they're younger and they may have used Wikipedia, they don't necessarily, in my experience, tend to be more accepting of it. Um, and then what my early strategy was was to try to sidestep that as an issue, and that was a it was a flaw, it was a mistake. Because what I, I didn't understand was how many of my students had sort of been told somewhere in their education career that um, you know Wikipedia was. Uh, was just a bad concept, and I kind of go into the different stories they will have told, been told in the book as a teaching strategy to arm teachers to say, look, if you want to write on Wikipedia, you need to come out front and explain the validity of Wikipedia and to at least clear the decks of some of these real fringe stories of, well, if you cite Wikipedia, I don't know, you'll explode upon contact or something. I mean, they really have been had a lot of fear pumped into them about using Wikipedia, um, and I find that if they have that kind of attitude and it hasn't been addressed, um, then what what they do further in the classroom will be framed by that. Like, you just can't get around that. So if I, you know, when I when I teach it now, I start with the nature study and I say, you know. There are plenty of people in your audience that aren't going to recognize the contributions of Wikipedia. They're not going to believe that an encyclopedia, which anyone could edit, would have um, you know, something valid to contribute. And so go ahead. I, my advice is to go ahead and address those things. Um, your question, though, is more like someone who is a, you know, a dedicated Wikipedia and, and the reverse. Do you feel like they're going to be objective about it, it sounds like? What have you found? Um, when I teach about Wikipedia, I say that I'm a Wikipedian, and I explain uh, the reasons why I contribute, um, which is, you know, partially to make reliable information about um, authors that I study and know about more available on the Internet, which is surprisingly lacking for 18th century authors. I don't know why that might be. Uh, but uh, I also tell my students why I know that other people contribute. Um, because a lot of Wikipedians have told me why they do. And so I say, look, there are many reasons why people contribute to Wikipedia. There isn't just one way, you know, and, and one reason to do so. And, you know, I explain to them that there's this whole community of people, you know, that it isn't actually just an encyclopedia, which is a strange thing, actually, for most people who don't know about it, to explain the fact that, yes, it's a reference work, and, yes, it's a community of people. So I'm pretty open about why I contribute. And, you know, I don't always tell them, like, I don't expect you necessarily, you know, to become part of this community. But, you know, this is a way for you to understand um, a way in which people are getting information now and how that information is produced. And that's what we're trying to, to get at now. Absolutely. Well, maybe we could turn now to the issue of audience in a little more depth. Um, you write a lot in your book, Bob, about um, – the relationship between audience and author in uh, rhetoric theory, and um, you know, this is sort of the central selling point, perhaps, of Wikipedia assignments. Um, so why don't you just recapitulate your argument briefly? Okay, so my argument really is that the way that the classroom is currently structured, teachers in the classroom, at least in my discipline, 
attach their authority to teach uh, based on this. It's it kind of cl- it, it lines up with the economic theory uh, in this case. So we say that we're market writers. That is that we are professional writers in a sense, and we know as individuals how to address an audience. And so we're going to model in our classroom the firm model of production where we play the role of the middle-level manager that tries to understand what a market or an audience wants from writers. And then we look at our workers slash students as um, – you know, people in training that we're training to be to become market writers. Um, so that analogy of audience holds up until you get to this point where you're talking about commons-based peer production, where um, everyone is able to give is is able to have a chance at uh, taking on the role of the audience. And just in terms of comparing to you know the way that you've done before. Um, I mean, you detail in your book the case studies of how certain students have reacted, uh, but just qualitatively, how big of a difference do you think it makes for writing for Wikipedia? Does it really improve the quality of what students do? Yeah, completely, I think. You know, the anecdote I love is the one about my friend Sam back, I mean, a long time ago when I first found Wikipedia, and I was trying to explain to him the concept that it was an, a web page which anyone could edit, and this is, I mean, this was, this is back when this was a really revolutionary concept, and um, in this anecdote, he um, went to the professional wrestling page, and uh, he wrote cage match, like five exclamation points in the middle of the article, and uh, saved it. And, of course, that's vandalism, so I said, that's great, Sam. See, it works. And then I ran down the hall to my computer so I could take that, quote-unquote, edit or vandalism, really, out of the page. And before I could get down the hall, um, a philosophy undergraduate student in Edinburgh, Scotland, had made the change. And that was the day that it really hit me that, you know, (laughs) someone else has already said in this conversation the idea that – once you see the audience is out there and they're really reading and responding to what you do, it changes it changes everything. That that uh, that small quote at the beginning, I think of chapter four, it talks about the student who contributed to the uh, article on uh, contra bassoon. She said that uh, yeah, it's on page eighty eight. She said I wrote a paragraph of text and there it was. You write all these pages for college and no one ever sees it, and you write for Wikipedia and the whole world sees it instantly. That really changes the way students look at their writing. May I read off a few numbers at this point? This might be a good moment for it. Go for it. Okay. Um, well, uh, Robert, I don't know how often you check the Wikipedia article's traffic statistics, but um, one cool thing about being open source is that people write these interesting tools, and I'll, I'll be glad to show you the, um, the Grokstats uh, site if you're not familiar with it already. Um, I'm looking up the Color Purple film. Um, traffic for February 2009. It, it received uh, 27,924 page views in the month of uh, February. So you like to do WikiRank, which is pr- oh, Sage likes to do WikiRank, which is prettier. Oh, go ahead and Sage and, and discuss this. Oh well, I just there's another besides the Grok stats 
program, there's a new uh, wikirank.com, which basically you can compare articles, and it has little charts that are a lot like Google Analytics. Um, but I'm not entirely sure whether it's like based on data straight from the servers or if it's some indirect way, so I'm not sure if it's um, legit or not. Um, but it's been bouncing around the blogosphere in the last week or so. Um, going back to this question about uh, whether writing for Wikipedia improves students' writing, um, I think it actually does so in several ways. Um, the first one is they have this motivation, actually, to improve their writing. When you're writing for just, you know, your teacher or you believe you're writing just for your teacher, you think, oh, you know, I just have to write better to get a slightly better grade, and that's really your only motivation. But several times when I've shown people poorly written articles on Wikipedia, they're like, well, this is just – this is so bad. How can someone publish this on the Internet when we can't understand it and, and things like that? You know, and suddenly there's this motivation to convey information that they never really had before, you know, that, you know, writing a paper for a professor is not the same as writing it when you can see it change actually online. In fact, one of the reasons I like to do copy editing as a class is so that students can see the improvement in the writing right as we're editing. You know, it's like it's happening, you know, second by second. That writing is getting better, and it's better because of them. And I think that's that's really impressive to them. The other thing is when the students talk um, on the talk pages amongst themselves and with other Wikipedians, they often have discussions about writing. How can we make this individual sentence better? What is the individual word that we need to convey this idea? That happened a lot in J.B. Murray's um, initial project, Murder, Madness, and Mayhem. And I know the students were really surprised that we took apart each individual sentence in the article. And we said, well, no, we can't understand this sentence or this sentence is ungrammatical and that we cared enough, you know, to go through each individual sentence. And I think that that discussion um, prompted them to realize that, you know, actually we have to be very careful about, you know, the syntax and the diction and all these other things that they might just sort of have glossed over if they think no one's really reading it. Well, let's just open up discussion. Is there something anyone else wants to pitch in here to get us started again? Well, I have, I have also done um, non-Wikipedia-related wiki assignments, so like on a, a class wiki um, where there are like groups of students writing um, an essay, like four students writing an essay, but it's not uh, related to Wikipedia. And the most difficult thing I've found um, in those assignments, and oddly not on Wikipedia, is getting students to write together. Um, so usually they will assign um, – someone in the group, the introduction, and someone else, the conclusion, and someone, the first body paragraph, and someone else, an evidence paragraph, or someone else, the counter argument, or, you know, something like that. Whereas it seems that Wikipedia has an ability to foster um, collaborative writing in a way that's much more difficult um, in a sort of limited contained wiki, which I find fascinating, and I'm not totally sure how that is. I mean, we have talk pages, we talk about collaborative writing, you know, we work up to it and everything, but it's it's more difficult in these limited wikis that I've done. I don't know if anyone else has, has worked on that problem or had any of those issues about, you know, people writing as themselves, sort of like, you know, broken up into group, you know, little paragraphs or whatever, instead of actually writing collaboratively. I created a class um, around Martin Luther King's letter from Birmingham jail, and we created a wiki for that. Um, and the idea was is that collaboratively the class was responsible for an overall encyclopedic page 
explaining to the general reader the history and significance of the document. And then individually, each student took a source out of King's letter and then wrote an encyclopedic, literary encyclopedia sort of type of introduction for a general reader explaining the not only the historical significance of that author, but also the rhetorical significance of King's choosing to cite to that author. Unfortunately, because of, uh, I don't know if anyone has ever dealt with the, the King estate, um, because of copyright limitations, I couldn't make that uh, public. I had to make that on an intranet rather than internet. So did they work together on that very well? Yeah, they did, actually. That's good, um, yeah. Because, because they understood that um, there was a role and there was a purpose for an overall collaborative collaboration for the overall page, and then they also had an area where they were able to do their own thing individually. Okay, so that so you had a separation. That is interesting. I've also speculated that maybe one of the reasons it's easier for people to collaborate on Wikipedia is that often they're talking to people that they do not know, really. So they feel freer to edit their writing or say something to them, you know, um, a, a slight criticism of, you know, their edits. Um, whereas in the classroom, it's very difficult to get students to criticize other students' writing and actually tell them what they need to do to improve. And that seems to transfer to an electronic environment, even when they're not looking at the students. They know who they are in the classroom, and so they don't want to tread on other students' writing. They'll just be like, okay, well, that person works on their part, not work on my part. I can't say anything bad about, about their writing. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. On the uh, on the issue of interactions between people, I mean, you know, getting students to interact is one thing, but you write in your book about your sort of misgivings at first about you know, turning the the Wikipedians loose on your students, so to speak. Um, and you know, this is something that um, another educator, uh, T. Mills Kelly, um, who couldn't make it today. Um, has had some experience with. He's done some Wikipedia assignments, and then just recently he had quite a different, uh, very, very controversial um, assignment where he had a whole course based on hoaxes, and the class as a whole created a hoax. And, and he got some, um, uh, I think he was sort of seriously turned off of Wikipedia because of some of the nasty responses that he got uh, in the wake of that. Um, but I mean, I wonder how big of a problem the Wikipedians are in terms of an impediment to using assignments. Anyone? Well, I can talk about a little bit about J.B. Murray's project. Um, he recruited um, the FA team to help him, which is a group of people who help um, other um, Wikipedians get articles to FA status, our featured articles, which are supposed to be sort of the best articles on Wikipedia. And so we were pretty experienced Wikipedians and experienced in writing quality articles. Um, so we didn't, and we also didn't have a lot of those, um, you know, controversial disputes or no one got banned or blocked or anything like that. Um, but um, there were moments when, you know, we uncovered plagiarism for example, that became a little tense, you know, and I, and it wasn't sure whether we, the Wikipedians or the teacher were supposed to do anything about that. You know, I mean, we posted the plagiarism and we said, okay, we're taking it out. And then, you know, we just went on editing normally, but then it, it's, you know, it is a little bit different at that point since we are always aware that, you know, they have a grade uh, based on this. Um, Cause you know, it's posted at the top of the, the talk page. Um, 
I know that there are some other high school projects going on that are like year-long um, projects in biology um, that have also recruited other groups of Wikipedians. So they specifically solicited the help of people. I think that probably helps in interactions on Wikipedia if you know you have this core group of people um, that are helping you um, that are like dedicated to sort of felicitating, um, uh, you know, interaction between people who are not familiar with Wikipedia and you know, the, the ongoing project. Um, I do know that there have been problems with professors asking students to write essays for Wikipedia, then they post them whole cloth and they get deleted um, because they don't adhere to any of our policies or anything. And then there seem, you know, the students are angry and they're like, but, you know, this was supposed to be my grade, whatever, you know. But I think that's the fault of the teacher. Uh, for not in investigating um, Wikipedia fully and understand what would happen if you would were to do something like that, you know, not learn about our policies. I would agree with you on that. Um, well, we've we've been going for quite a while here. Um, why don't we just go around and you know, share a little bit about maybe something that you've learned during doing Wikipedia assignments about either what works particularly well that you would advise others to do that they might not think of or what you would advise other people to avoid when running assignments? I can, I can start with one piece of advice. I think it's easier if the person running the assignment knows something about Wikipedia. Um, if they themselves have been an editor for a while or they have at least spent some time on the project um, looking at its social interactions, its editing interactions, so that they know what they're getting into. Um, I think some of the, the worst assignments we have seen come from people who think, I have information to contribute, I'm just going to add it in without understanding anything about how we work. And then they say they're going to, you know, they're going to transfer this into their students. Um, and that's a really, it's a failure of understanding this is actually a community. Uh, and that's really a, a crucial part of any assignment is getting the, the students to interact into a community. Now that's a long-term assignment. You can do short-term assignments, uh, like some of the ones I described earlier, but that doesn't involve um, actually having, you know, students have usernames or whatever. It just has them commenting um, and interacting, you know, through a, a, medi a mediator or, you know, some sort of middleman or something like that. I, I appreciate being involved in this conversation, I guess, for just that reason, because I'm learning a little ways ahead of my students. And and I guess that's often the way I teach a lot of things, is learning with and a little ahead of them. Um, and and I think it's been learning and being invited in and, and getting to know people in the community that's allowed me to do that. And that's helped me talk to them about that, too, and, and really um, start to help them understand that it's nothing like writing something and posting it up there. And it's helped me understand some of their tentativeness about putting up their plans on those pages. Um, they have their plans written, and they're sort of afraid to present them to the world a little bit. Uh, but but I appreciate that comment, and, and I think that there's a, a gray space I'm thinking about. You know, how can you, how can you start to do this with your students if you're not a long-term um, editor and you don't have 50,000 edits, but, but you can still know more about it than your students do and continue learning it with them. Well, I guess um, one thing that I sort of learned is um, you really need to introduce students to editing on Wikipedia gradually, that 
if you just have sort of a single assignment that you you know structure and and you're ready and you spring it on them um that you you might be sort of disappointed unless you sort of start small and introduce them gradually which i think maybe others didn't make that same mistake it seems like that i made but uh that would be my biggest piece of advice well i think we're uh just about wrapping up this is sage ross and thanks everyone for listening um Please say bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for the chance to talk with you. Have to talk some more. Uh, this is Darova. Thank you very much for uh, having us here. It's been wonderful. Thanks for the opportunity. I've learned a lot. Thanks for including me. Bye. <laughs>